Hey there, welcome to The Career Prescription. I'm your host, Marjorie Stiegler. This podcast is all about the important stuff they don't teach you in medical school, about how to treat your career like the business it really is, and how to be strategic about your success. I'll show you how to use modern strategies to get ahead, create your own path, and do more of what you love. Every episode is inspired by questions from listeners just like you, so be sure to subscribe and, of course, send me those questions so I can use them on a future episode. So you don't miss anything, be sure to always check the show notes on my website. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Hey there, welcome back. Today I want to share with you some very wise words that I heard at a conference recently that got me thinking about a topic many of us have been talking about or thinking about for a long time, but it got me thinking about leadership and sort of owning your own career development and your own uh, career trajectory in a slightly different way. So I'm going to share with you uh, what I heard, and then I'm going to uh, tell you what I think are three of the the ways that you can uh, make this actionable in your own life. So very recently, I attended the Pennsylvania Conference for Women. This is a fabulous event an annual event. This year was the first year that it was virtual, unfortunately. So many great speakers. This is not limited to medicine. And by the way, um, it's not at all focused in medicine. It is a professional development conference for women. And I strongly recommend that if you have the opportunity, uh, you, you consider attending this event or some other event like this that really helps you to kind of branch out from your usual circles and uh, the usual advice that you hear or the usual speakers that you hear. So one of the sessions uh, was led by an executive coach, Charmaine McClare, and she has a uh, a series of principles. She has six of them. I'll put the link uh, in the show notes. So if you want to go check out her work, you can certainly do that. But as she was going through this in one of her uh, presentations, one of these principles really stood out to me for how we should be taking ownership of our executive presence and therefore our uh, our own determination of success. So one of the principles, as she puts it, is don't audition for the part. She goes on to say, you you are the part, basically. Your organization, your employer, your group, uh, your clients, whomever it is, have already employed you. They have already hired you to do a certain job. They have already uh, sort of subscribed to the idea that you have the the skills and the expertise and the value to do the role that that you're in, right? That they have paid you to do. And so many of us get stuck in that role because as she describes it, we are presenting ourselves as if we are auditioning for that role, that role, which we already have. Therefore, then the wheels just keep turning and you, you get stuck where you are because you appear to be sort of not fully, uh, you haven't fully mastered where you are just yet. So the rest of this podcast, these, these are not necessarily her words. These are my uh, my interpretations and some of my adaptations of what I was thinking about as I was listening to her and as I was digesting her presentation. And then as I've thought about it in connection to my own work, which, as you know, one, one of the main things that I focus on is the importance of professional branding. And I saw a lot of similarities uh, between her her topics and mine. Obviously, I, I always love to have you guys come check out the branding prescription, and uh, you'll learn a ton through that. So I'll, I'll link to that here as well. But let's get into what it means to be 
sort of auditioning for the part, and really more importantly, three ways that you can stop auditioning for the part. As I've already said, the reason it's important to stop auditioning for the part is because there's no reason to promote you. There's no reason to view you in a different way. You haven't fully achieved mastery of where you are already and what you're doing already. Therefore, people aren't going to perceive you to be ready for what's next. So that's what we need to overcome. I'm going to give you three ways to do it. Okay, one very important thing we all need to do in order to sort of stop auditioning for the part that we have and to really come into our own as leaders ready for what's next, ready for new growth and a new opportunity is we need to stop waiting to be asked for our opinions. Now, you already know that you have certain subject matter expertise. You already know the vision that you have for what how things would go if you were in charge. You already know sort of the flaws that you see Uh, in the way that things are operating around you and how you might improve it. And likely you just don't feel like it's up to you to make those changes. And so you wait, right? You wait for your opinion. uh, You wait for somebody to ask you. Now, there's two main problems with this. One problem is that just because you have that expertise, just because you have that vision and, and you can provide that value, doesn't mean everybody knows you have it. And so although you have been hired for a certain skill set, not everybody is going to know that you have it. And not everybody is going to know the way in which it would make the organization better or how you would change the direction, sort of steer the success of the organization, because they are not reading your mind. They are not inside your head. So they don't necessarily know what you have. So if you're waiting to be asked for your opinion, you may be waiting a long time. The other problem with waiting to be asked, so aside from the fact that people may not realize they should ask you, or they may not realize the amount of expertise that you have, or the amount of creativity or new vision that you have, the other problem with waiting is that means that you are simply just not acting like a thought leader. You are not acting like a strategic partner. You are not acting like a thought partner if you're waiting for permission to give your thoughts. So this is another reason where if you are you are waiting and waiting to be asked. And then of course, when you are asked, I'm sure you you provide outstanding inputs and feedbacks. But if you're waiting to be asked, that that's one of the reasons that you kind of stay stuck because that's as if you are, as Charmaine puts it, auditioning for the part. Waiting there to be given that permission slip to bring that value, bring that expertise, uh, bring that perspective forward when in fact, that's what you're doing there already. If you're at the proverbial table, you are already in that part. You are that part. So in order to act like that part, you've got to stop waiting to be asked because people may not know when they ought to ask you. And if they have to ask you, you are not acting like that thought leader, that strategic partner that gets promoted. The second thing we have to focus on so that you can stop auditioning for the part, the part that you already have, and of course, really fully embody that and therefore be ready to move on and be perceived as the right person to to promote uh, and to grow and to develop is you have to modify your language. So many people will begin their recommendations, frankly, with phrases that say, you know, I don't know if you'll think this is interesting. Maybe you've already thought about this. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. All of those little qualifiers where we are essentially uh, downplaying the significance or the importance of our idea We're sort of apologizing for it as if it's already flawed, maybe even apologizing just for ourselves to be speaking, which gets back to number one, not waiting for 
that permission, but also, you know, really fully having ownership of um, our speech, right, of our ideas when we share them. So really shifting your language away from apologies and from tentative suggestions instead to recommendations, strategic thoughts, commands even. This is a, it's a small change, but it's really, really impactful and it will change the way that people perceive you. It will change the way that people listen to you. So instead of saying, I don't know if this would work, you could say, based on what I'm observing or based on what I'm hearing, I recommend XYZ. And then you can open the floor for a discussion. You can say, I'm interested to know what others think instead of, you know, do you have any questions? Did that make sense? All of those things that are, again, sort of an apology already for whether or not you were clear, whether or not your idea is a good one or sensible one. So using uh, your language and being really, really mindful of of your power in that moment and the strength of your ideas and communicating them so they will be viewed that way is really, really important. So you got to stop auditioning, start owning it by modifying your language. The third way that you can really start to inhabit your role, stop auditioning for your role, um, at least in my view, is that you can start to take charge of your universe. And by that, I mean, you can take charge more of your own networking. You can take charge more of sort of curating your highlight reel, making sure that you fly your flag a little bit and that people are aware of your contributions, that people see you for your value, um, and that you are cultivating opportunities and making your own luck, as we've talked about in prior episodes. So this is my own sort of personal extension on what I was thinking about as I was listening to Charmaine at this Congress. One of the most important ways in which we we can now, in the modern day, stop waiting for permission is by starting to reach out using so much of the digital and social space that's available to us so that people that we might otherwise need an introduction to we can now just go reach. We can reach out directly. Uh, We can share content that is of interest and of value and begin to position ourselves in public forums as those thought leaders that we are without having to wait now to be noticed, so to speak, without having to wait for a leader in your organization to feel like they would like to introduce you to somebody else. And as you well know, this is how you know, by sharing your ideas on your professional platforms and by engaging in some of the activity that we talk about uh, in the branding prescription in terms of making sure that you're able to be found uh, for your expertise, your subject matter expertise, and being able to sort of create and curate all of that social proof of the achievements and the contributions that you've made so far so that it can be found by anybody right out there on the internet, regardless of what your organization, your immediate boss or colleagues are willing to go out on uh, on a limb and introduce you or, or you know, take that extra effort for them to try to develop you, you don't need to wait for any of that anymore. You can create your own opportunities and your own luck by really establishing that really solid professional brand, that outstanding value proposition of what it's like to have somebody like you uh, as a leader in that organization or working together as a partner Uh, or working with those clients, taking care of those patients, however it might be, you can begin to do that on your own at any time uh, for essentially very little investment 
and in a way that will help you to uh, be able to be found and recognized in your local community, more regionally, perhaps nationally, or even around the world. So if you're doing very good work and you are taking the uh, the effort to let people know about it in a way in which you are not auditioning, but really owning that space, that will lead to additional opportunities and growth development that otherwise would take years and years to just sort of come to you. If you had to wait for them to come to you, or you had to wait for permission, you had to wait for an introduction. Today, you can take advantage of so much of this on your own, on your own time, therefore fast-tracking your advancement and really accelerating your career. So I mentioned at the beginning, this is sort of a different way of thinking about what many of us have already heard, it's, it is fairly standard advice for people to say now that you don't need a title to be a leader or you don't need permission to be a leader. And certainly this is true. Leadership is all about behavior. But listening to Charmaine at this conference, the one thing that struck me as slightly different about don't audition for the part, what struck me about that phrase and in listening to her describe that phrase is it was less about permission and more of an imperative. She's really highlighting and bringing home the point that you're already hired. Someone is already paying you. Someone is already trusting you. Someone is already uh, tasking you with a certain amount of deliverable based on your knowledge and your expertise your vision, your strategy, what your value proposition, whatever you bring to the table, if you're already being paid to do that, and you are either waiting to be asked for your opinion, using that apologetic uh, language, or not really taking charge of advancing your career, then you aren't fully delivering what you've already been paid to do. Now, she didn't say that specifically, but that was the sort of my aha moment. If you're already in that role, already thought to be the person to fill that gap, if you aren't filling it completely, if you aren't embodying it, and you aren't really delivering in a way that is unapologetic, that is uh, not waiting for permission, and that is complete, that is willing to share your successes, to discuss your contributions, to really bring visibility to what you're doing, if you aren't doing those things, then you aren't really doing what you've already been hired to do. So this is less about saying you don't have to wait for permission and more of an imperative to say step up and step in to the role that you already have. Do the thing that you are already charged to do and do it fully. And when you do that, people will see that you've already mastered the space where you are and you're ready for what's next. I hope today's episode has given you a new way of thinking about whether you are waiting for permission, whether you are auditioning for that part, and what to do differently. That's it for today. Bye for now. Thanks for joining me on this episode of The Career Prescription. Be sure to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast player you're using to listen today, and definitely send me those questions so I can answer them and give you a shout out on a future episode. Bye for now.